0: Hey, Andy Fortuna here and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to Connect and Move Radio. If you are a licensed practitioner, such as a massage therapist, athlete trainer, acupuncturist, physical therapist, etc., who believes in treating the person as a whole, enjoys spending one-on-one time providing hands-on care and loves helping people improve their confidence, their movement, and facilitate the body's inner healing, then I have the course for you. The Holistic Movement-Based Practitioner Course is a mentorship style course with a three-day live workshop and remote mentorship where we dive into practical assessment and manual therapy skills, movement programming for performance, and energy meditation work. You can find more information in the description at the bottom of this podcast. If you're interested in being part of this immersive educational experience, then take the time right now to sign up. This course is only open to six students, and there's an application and interview process to make sure that this course is right for you. We currently have an active wait list, so if you're interested, you can send an email to Andy at myRenew.com. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy this episode. Hold
1: up. Welcome to another episode of Connect and Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna. And today we're going to be going into what a high school athletic trainer is and what that entails. And then parents involvement in kids sports and rehab um, and the whole spectrum of sports when it comes to parents uh, and their athletes. Today's guest is Michelle A. Cordero, a certified athletic trainer and corrective exercise specialist in Miami, Florida. She went out to pursue her master's degree in sports medicine at Florida International University, where she began her medical coverage with young athletes in a high school setting. She has a passion for sports and loves nothing more than to help athletes overcome their struggles and get back to competition. She is the creator of Athlete Remedy, Remedy, sorry, a website devoted to empowering and educating sports parents and athletes with practical tips and guidelines for preventing, treating, and recovering from sports injuries in a language that you can understand. Michelle, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, we had a little conversation going beforehand that I kind of had to stop <laughs>
0: <laughs> the,
1: the meat and potatoes into the um, into the podcast, but I mean, we're talking about all the opportunities that you've having now with social media and and content that you've been creating. Um, and then the athletes that you've worked with uh, prior and then stuff that they've kind of involved you in. Can we kind of go into that and then tell your story as well as uh, how you got to where you're at now?
2: Sure. Uh, yeah. So a little backstory. So I, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico and I, I went to university of Connecticut to do athletic training, got my undergrad there, had enough of the winter, and moved down to Miami. Uh, did a master's at FIU, and that's where I sort of started uh, my my career. Uh, and I've been I've been in Miami ever since. Um, and I've been very fortunate to be at Miami Country Day School. I just finished my 11th year there as the head athletic trainer. Um, it's a private school, K through 12. Um, I work with six through 12th graders. Uh, so you can imagine the vast array uh of athletes and non-athletes and ages yeah. that I that I get to see um and I've been very very fortunate to have some very successful programs within the school in a setting like that where I mean you don't you just you know you'd never know what you're going to get uh in a high school setting as far as competition wise you know success uh et cetera. my uh my girl's basketball team has been very very successful Um, I've been very fortunate to travel with them all over the country, uh, playing a national schedule, you know, going to big tournaments in in Phoenix, Arizona, New York, Kentucky, uh, Philadelphia. Um, it's, you know, it's a lot of work because I sacrifice essentially, you know, my holiday season, but I go and work with them and, uh, along with, you know, my soccer teams and, and other programs that have been very successful. And so, uh. I've been there, I oversee every single sport. I do have an assistant who's there full time with me now, which is an ama- amazing, incredible help. If there's anybody listening that works at a high school setting, you know that it is, it is tough. It's a grind to essentially be in multiple places at once um, and cover everything that happens at the high school. But it's, it's been very, very rewarding. And you know I get asked a lot by different people, you know, if uh, hey, so do you want to go to like work with the pros or, you know, go higher up? And and honestly, I can honestly say that I'm very happy. Uh, I really have found a joy working with the youth. Um, it's been very exciting for me to, you know, to see them develop from middle school to high school, and then the ones that go on to play collegiate and further, and kind of be part of their success, and certainly um, part of their process, you know, whether they get injured or not, you know, there's always something to be done. And so that has been very, very fulfilling for me. And so part of my, my mission and my intent and purpose behind creating athlete remedy is to, to sort of have a voice and, and speak to this audience, which are, you know, parents and athletes within this age group that I feel, you know, aren't really being, uh, being addressed. You know, there's a lot of information out there certainly about, you know, anything and everything having to do with sports and how to train and what to do to get faster. And maybe there's videos and different information out there about, Hey, you know what to do for ankle sprain things like that. But I think what I'm trying to do is kind of bring context into the conversation in a way that, you know, they can understand. I realize that, you know, I have these conversations every single day. Uh, I have since I began my career, that's who I talk to, you know, I have to go and, and explain something pretty complicated, like, you know, a I- knee injury to a 14 year old, so that they understand what's going on is so that then they're able to actually like follow my instructions, you know, because a teenager is not going to do what you tell them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a shocker, right? And, um, and so I've had to fine tune because of that the way I communicate, you know. And then, same with the parents, you know, you have to bring in certainly your knowledge, but you have to ultimately put them at ease so that they are comfortable. You know, if they're comfortable with you, they're going to trust you and then they're going to actually listen and then they're going to follow what it is you're telling them. Um, I remember back to this was like a switch too that I had, honestly, when I just started working, uh, just from working on the field, again, uh, having these conversations like in real life. You know, I remember being super gun ho when I got out of school, um, you, you know, which, which can happen. You know, you want to take on the world and you want to educate everybody on what's an athletic trainer and, you know, don't call me trainer and, mm-hmm. you know, athletic trainer and be professional and, you know, use all this jargon. And, you know, and, and I'm just like, I, I'm sure a lot of people maybe in my field might see me as a rebel. I kind of keep it simple and, you know, at the end of the day, like I... I take pride in being able to, again, communicate something to a parent or a young athlete and have them feel good about it, you know, because again, that's just going to be the start. They're not going to care if I, you know, I like do an incredible special test for an ACL. Like they, you know, they want to know what's wrong and what does this mean? And, you know, and so I've kind of zeroed in on that and that's really, Kind of bringing all that together—that's that's really what the driving force behind um, Athlete Remedy.
1: I mean, I, and I've—I uh, found you through, I guess we found each other through social media, yeah. right? We—I think you followed me, and I was like, okay, who's Athlete Remedy? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um And then we had a mutual. I think it was through either Danny Mate or I forgot yeah. who it was. Uh You mentioned, hey, this. You know, Danny said that you should reach out to you. And I was like, all right, let's you know, let's.
2: Let's talk. Let's get in contact. You know, <laughs> let's talk.
1: There's nothing more that I like, uh, like is to talking to passionate people, um, hence the podcast. But then mm-hmm. uh, you were so close, and we're like, hey, let's schedule it. Um, and sure enough, uh, just meeting Michelle in person, I was like, whoa, there's a lot of spunk. There's a <laughs> lot of passion. Ten years in high school athletic training. And if for those of you that don't understand high school athletic training, we're going to go into that. But first <laughs> of all, when I went to – so when – so I went through uh, college and all that. I played, uh, I was a student athlete in college. So I saw the athletic training side of that in high school. I really didn't. I wasn't really sure what what athletic training was until I got to college. Um, uh, but the amount of hours in the collegiate setting and in the high school setting that they have to put to make sure that the show what you what you see right
2: yeah. is actually it's happening. All, yeah, it's mostly together. behind the scenes. True. Right. People don't realize. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So there's so much happening, and I appreciate you guys so much. That's one job I just didn't, I just didn't see myself there because it's not where I wanted to go. But mm-hmm. um, it's people like you, Michelle, that give these athletes, right, gave people like myself when I was in high school the opportunity to get back on the field when necessary, and above that, give them the mentorship, right? Hey, yeah. classes aren't going well. Hey, girlfriend, boyfriend, or <laughs> hey, my parents are being such a you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have it, you become psychologist, become a parent, number three, you become <laughs> yeah. mom. Number two, yeah. uh, oh, become- parents,
2: well, moms will tell me, you know, we'll have side conversations with me and they know that if I tell their kid to do something, they're going to listen to me more than them. And I, it's always this joke, like, don't worry, I'll be the bad guy or <laughs> I'll make sure, you know, and then I report back to the mom kind of thing. And, and, and it's just part of it. And, uh, but absolutely. I mean, The actual job itself is such a small part of everything else that goes on um, that it's, it's incredible. I mean, every day is different. You know, I, I realize that, you know, being in that setting, I mean, it keeps me young. You know, you can either let it like wear you down because the hours can be rough and the grind. And, you know, you can, you can be taken for granted in that setting Mm -hmm. because a lot of what you do is behind the scenes. And I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of athletic trainers will, you know, sort of focus on the wrong thing. Meaning, you know, mm-hmm. you, you focus on getting upset because people don't recognize who you are or you get upset. Right. Cause like they, they refer to you as trainer instead of athletic trainer or they, you know, they don't include you in things. And you know what? Like I realized very quickly that I could be one of those people I could complain about, things like that, or I could, I could change it, or I could make sure that you know what, they associate me with something positive, you know, and, and it's tough, because, you know, nobody ever thinks about the athletic trainer, or nobody thinks of you until something bad happens. And that's just right. the nature of it. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, Again, I realize, you know, I could get upset about that or like rally up and try to educate everybody on the profession. Or, you know, I could make sure that I am very good at what I do. And that with that, you know, while I have their attention, they realize, oh, wow, th- this is, you're so much more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to kind of being like, hey, this is what, you know, this is what we are and we need more respect. And, you know what? Um, I, I kind of just went, you know, what this other route, uh, I think, I, I like to take pride in what I do. And, and in that process, they, they, they're going to learn, you know, the athletes are going to understand really what it is that you do. And that naturally is going to lead to them realizing, wow, okay, th- this is how, you know, this is how it works. And you know what, they're involved in sports for however long, whether they go on to college or not, they're involved for however many years. And, I think it's important to, to educate them without telling them, hey, I'm going to educate you on this, you know, um, on how to take care of their bodies. And again, that's sort of, you know, what I'm trying to do with um, with athlete remedy. And it's cool now to see, you know, I've been at that school now for long enough where I've seen kind of it come full circle. So I've seen some athletes go from, you know, middle school into high school do really well, go on to play collegiate. And I was just actually talking with one of the first, one of the OGs and she just finished college basketball and she's going to go play overseas in in Spain. And we're sitting there in the training room and just having this moment, like, wow, you know, this is really cool. Like I'll still get text messages. I'll get hit up by alumni that are coming through. Hey, are you around? You know, and to me that is, that's valuable. You know, I get like, it's very gratifying and It's exciting because now, you know what, they have connections, they have other, you know, friends, you know, fellow athletes that are coming around and, and, you know, and so it just kind of continues to grow and it's exciting to to be a part of that.
1: Like I said, there's, there's a a whole world behind, uh, the curtain, right. Mm -hmm. That you see, but, um, I mean, just for those, for the listeners that don't really quite understand, uh, there's plenty of, you know, I've done several uh, podcasts to kind of explain what an athletic trainer is and what we do, but there hasn't been the explanation of what a high school athletic trainer does. So what I'd like to, for you to do, Michelle, is explain to the listeners, I guess your mm-hmm. brief or your, your best explanation of what a high school a- uh, athletic trainer does. And then uh day in a life of uh, Michelle Cordell's life um, mm-hmm. as an athletic trainer in a high school setting. And then, uh, the next one, we'll talk about more how the parents are involved.
2: Okay. So an, so a high school athletic trainer will, um, if so, I, I'm fortunate to only do that full time at the school. Mm-hmm. Some, some athletic trainers have to also teach, which, you know what, respect to them. Because right. I honestly, I couldn't imagine having to teach uh, classes and then in the afternoon doing everything else. But uh, nonetheless, so the job in athletic training in high school is first administratively, you know, setting the guidelines by each state. Here in Florida, you have to have a pre-participation physical. There are certain forms that are mandated by the state that need to fill out. So I, as the athletic trainer, have to receive that, keep track of that, make sure everybody has all that information, make sure everybody who is going to participate in sports at the school has all that taken care of. You know, health insurance has been checked out by a doctor. Everything is current. I also have to keep track of team rosters. So as teams start to get put together, I have to communicate with the coaches, making sure that whoever's on the field has their paperwork in order. Um, so that goes on uh, daily for about a you know two-week period while we're doing tryouts. Then those are set at the same time. Um I have to take note of any uh any allergies or you know pre-existing conditions so if anybody has asthma has a peanut allergy carries an EpiPen you know has had something significant in their medical history that I need to keep track of any medication that they're on currently I make a separate you know note of that Um I also take note of the weather we're in South Florida it is very hot Um, not to mention for me, I have a, an artificial turf field, so it's even hotter. Mm -hmm. So, um, I daily check on the temperature, uh, humidity, make sure where we're at, um, prepare water stations out for each practice. Um, make sure that there's enough water breaks. Um, I also have my emergency procedures in place. So I, I keep track of all the AEDs that we have on site on campus, make sure that they are serviced make sure that the batteries and pads are up to date. Um, I give orientations to uh, all of our coaches, at the start of each season, as well as our student athletes. Actually, something that's, that the FHSAA started uh, here in Florida a couple years ago is they they made, a re- made it a requirement for all coaches and all student athletes to sit through these videos uh, that cover concussion education, heat illness prevention, and sudden cardiac arrest. Mm. And so we took it upon ourselves instead of having the kids just watch that on their own to do it as a class, because otherwise, you know, I I knew they're not going to get anything out of it. And if, if we have to do this, it's informative, it's important information, let's do it. So I do several sessions each season with with each individual team, where we are discussing these, uh, these topics about injuries, very mm-hmm. important. You know, um, I do that um, on top of that, you know, I am present at every single home practice and home game now because I have an assistant um, will travel uh, with different varsity teams as well. when they go off campus to, you know, in, to games, um, keeping track of injuries uh, you know, any taping, embracing anybody who's injured, um, keep track of that. I send referrals out. I communicate with the physicians. I make sure they're, you know, I do rehab in house or refer out to, uh, for certain, uh, therapies or certain protocols. Um, and that I think kind of encompasses, I think all the major points, um, that happen. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and in the mix of all <laughs> that I have to, yeah, if somebody gets injured, I, you know, I have to call their parents. I talk to the parents. It's like, so so all of that is happening pretty much all at the same time, you know, during any given afternoon. Not to mention, uh, you know, any emergency or any injury or someone runs in with a broken arm or like bloody nose or someone calls me because somebody, you know, mm-hmm. fell on the other side uh, of campus. Um, and so that is, that is typically what a high school athletic trainer has to go through. Okay. Or, Go through have to
1: provide it's as it's medical, yeah. It's uh being a meteorologist and understanding <laughs> yeah. when, how long yeah. is true. it six miles, is it five miles away, mm-hmm. when's the lightning, and then uh, you have the emergency care, obviously, right? Yeah, After CPR, AEDs, yeah, you mentioned. Uh, equipment manager, right. Making sure that everybody's equipment is up to par that it's, you know, yeah. uh, certified. It has their stickers or has this, yeah. has all the, the
2: protocols. So like I wrote up the emergency action plan for the, for the school, for the entire athletics, in addition to our concussion protocol, mm-hmm. you know, that's a document that, that is there. Um, uh, I also fill out the, uh, injury report and insurance claim. I give that so if a, if a, if a student athlete is injured on, on site, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. or related to athletics and they have to go get surgery or they need to go get x-rays or whatever. I fill that out and give it to the parents. It's an insurance claim, Uh, follow up with that. Uh, So there's a little bit of that too. Um, So yeah, it's a lot to kind of, you know, I mean, you're running that place. Essentially you, I, you know, I am ensuring that the safety of everybody involved in athletics is uh, accounted for.
1: Basically. Roughly how many how many student athletes do you guys have at uh Miami
2: County Day? Uh about 500, 550. Yeah, okay. this is between 6th and 12th grade, so 11 11 to 18 years old. Yeah. And then um, we mentioned too earlier
1: on is you have these that are part of your practice and part of your responsibilities and part of your job duties. Mm-hmm. But then outside of that, you have the uh psychological, right? The the care, right? The, oh, yeah. the passionate part that comes from um which, by the way, not athlete, not every athlete trainer is very good at this part, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some are really good with uh, medical stuff. Some are really good with administrative. Uh, some are really good at handling um, teaching, even. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, when it comes to like, I guess it's also known as bedside manner. Yeah. But sometimes, too, um, when the athlete is going through a rough day, how do you communicate with them? Yeah. You know, and, and all to a lot of times too, that's a, a learned, um, a learned skill yeah right? you, you learn maybe you're not good at it from the start but you know as you start working with these athletes you start to relate to them you know how to kind of make them respond right absolutely like you mentioned sometimes absolutely. their parents can't can't let the, can't get through them but someone mm-hmm. has been there from the injury that understands what they're going through in school that understands what at you know what athletes have to go through day in day out because sometimes unfortunately parents are you know busy providing for their for their uh, uh, kids and for their family, Absolutely. Sometimes it, it, it goes, it goes unnoticed, right? Yeah. But someone, like an athletic trainer and even coaches too, yeah. you know, within that, that team of healthcare providers and, um, coaches and, and teachers provide this outside help that doesn't really go mentioned too many times. Right? Yeah. And it, sometimes it feels like you're not noticed or not thankful or not, not, not that you're not thankful, but gratitude isn't showed for mm-hmm. everything that you guys have done, but trust me, it's there. Yeah. There's some athletes that do go out of the way and be like, hey, thank you for everything. You know, like we mentioned earlier on that uh, athletes that come back from college and be like, hey, Michelle, you know, how you been? Like, remember, you, mm-hmm. you, know, you took care of me when my knee, whatever, and whatever. I see that you're helping this person. But yeah, there's a lot that you yeah. guys have to do. There's a lot that's put on your plate. And on top of that, there's stuff that you go, that you guys go uh, beyond uh, to be able to provide, which is part of it, you know? Yeah, totally. I
2: mean, it's like, it, you know the it's hard because these kids go through a lot. I mean there's so many dynamics. I mean you're a teenager and you have and these kids have aside from sports they have so many other stressors you know they're in school they're trying to do well they're they maybe have other extracurricular activities. I mean they are and they're spending you know a lot of time uh the ones that are serious about it you know because they want to further their careers they want to they want to stay and play the next level they, I mean, they're, they're grinding. And so a lot of times, you know, and, and certainly if they're injured or they're going through something where, where now we're spending a lot more time together, uh, it's so important to, to hear them out, to relate to them, to create an environment where they feel comfortable and safe. Um, aside from the obvious, you know, physical reasons, right. Or the Mm -hmm. physical care that, that, that office is meant for because there's so many, so many dynamics. And I mean, I think, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of people can maybe downplay or not really showcase the mental aspect of just sports and performance mm-hmm. of training. And, you know, I, I try to tap into that a lot and I try to relate. I mean, I, you know, I played, I, I did all, all kinds of sports that I could growing up. Um, as a kid, and I was always very active. And there's so many lessons that you get from participating in sports, you know, competing and and ups and downs that you carry on in life, whether you continue sports or not. And so uh, for some reason, I am able to tap into that. And I can sort of relate and bridge for so many situations. And so um, again, like I mentioned earlier, when you are able to have your athlete or your patient feel at ease and feel comfortable, they're going to trust you. And now they're able to, to listen and be compliant. I mean, imagine, you know, compliance is a big issue in in just like the rehab space in general, Mm -hmm, I think. mm -hmm. And a lot of therapists can, I know can relate to this. And imagine doing that with teenagers. I mean, you know, it's impossible. I mean, if you think about it, teenagers, like, you kidding me? They're like, Worried about a million other things, um, not to mention just like the, the the time of their life that they're they're living, that everything is a huge deal, and everything it you know they don't have that perspective because they're just they haven't lived that long, and so so I, again I I think communication is such an important aspect you know, relating, finding the common ground and sort of, you know, and it and it has, by the way, most of the time it has nothing to do with the actual thing, you know? So if you're mm-hmm. a therapist or a trainer and you, you know, somebody has got an ankle injury, you know, sometimes like it, it is something completely unrelated that will give you common ground where now you're able to like, oh, okay, sort of break the ice and, you know, and that is going to help you tremendously. Um, same thing with the parents, you know, um, the challenge, Again, being in a, in a high school setting, not a lot of parents know what the heck that I even exist, first of all, that we even have, you know, provide this kind of care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of them, the, the sports is kind of new. They didn't play, you know. Their kids are just involved. You know, they're in sixth grade, imagine, seventh grade. They, they're out going out to play soccer. They have no idea who I am, you know. And so imagine sort of the dynamic of like a 13 year old, you know, having not really a serious injury, but sports are new to them, pain. You're kind of trying to figure out where their pain scale is. Like I just met them. I don't know them very well developmentally. I mean, they're developing and, you know, now I got to talk to the parent, explain what I am and, you know, that I'm there to help. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot kind of, you know, and I just met them like, hi, uh, this is what's going on. You know, it's like, what? And so, right. again. I mean, there's, there's a
1: few words that, that pop out, right? It's, it's relate, it's listen, it's educate and compassion. Right? Absolutely. And then, yes, I mean, communicate is a big umbrella, right? Yeah. But I think if you can relate to the athlete, to, well, again, we're talking about athletes in high school, but that can be a patient, that can be a client, that can mm-hmm. be uh, whoever your demographic is, right? If you can listen and truly listen to what the problem is, I mean, like Michelle just mentioned, a lot of times for you to gain this ground of, like, uh, relatability, right, mm-hmm. to kind of come down to their level, it's not even about the injury. It's not, they don't, sometimes, or let me take that back, most of the time, it's not, they don't even care the fact that you can... Um, help them. They want to know that you care. Like yeah. you care actually that they're having a problem in chemistry class and that the yeah. teacher supposedly hates them, which yeah. the problem is not the case. Right. Right. But if you talk to them about that and why certain things might be happening and maybe changing their perspective, then you have the right, right. Or you have the, the opportunity better said, like Michelle said, to talk to them about, Hey, remember when you went to practice and you didn't warm up well, or Hey, your shoes and this, remember, I mm-hmm. always tell you tie your shoes before you go out there they're not even gonna begin to listen to you unless you address um the outside factor right the totally. lot of times that's causing that so yeah relate, listen. if they
2: know yeah if they know yeah. you care they they will listen to you you know it's and, like it's like I mean, in their mind like, <laughs> they, they, it gives you credibility in their eyes right. you know
1: i mean, like i was saying i mean you do have certain athletes that no matter what i mean they have to go through they have to bump their heads against a wall for three years straight and yeah. after the fact they, they come back and like you know what michelle or andy you were right I'm like, I, know, <laughs> I know you need to go through all that unfortunately all these gray hairs right <laughs> all these stressful times i've been trying to teach you these things but um and you know and i, and I see this more often now obviously teenagers right mm-hmm. and the fact where especially when they go from like this like seventh eighth grade to like 11th grade where they they're basically too cool for you yeah they know everything that's going on Uh, they're probably learning some anatomy too but um it's like oh yeah yeah i know i know oh yeah yeah i knew that i knew that but it's seeing seeing past seeing it's trying to see through that trying to relate trying to listen um and then give once you receive that opportunity to educate because once you educate them and you really you really able to kind of break through that little barrier then it's really when you're able to impact
0: the impact yeah, that Michelle. Talking absolutely.
2: About,
1: these athletes come back and they're like, Thank you, Michelle. Like, man, you helped me out when you know things were rough. And you know, I even teach some of my players now or some of my athletes if they're coaches now, because sometimes they have mm-hmm. coaches. Yeah. Um, so relatability, listen, educate, compassion, that is communication in a nutshell. It's absolutely. not just you talking to the person. Right? We we all talk to this person or or talk to an athlete or patient where you're talking to them. But you know, for sure, they're not listening. Their eyes are glazed. <laughs> they're thinking about lunch. They're thinking about what they have to do afterwards. Um, and it's hard. And again, we just mentioned all the stuff that a high school athlete trainer has to do. Yeah.
2: Outside of this, you know, there's so, like there's like some kind of saying or something. I, I don't know who said it or where I heard it, but it's it goes something like people will forget what you said or what you did, but they'll they'll, they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And I, it's it. It's that is kind of at the anchor, it it anchors sort of where I operate from,
0: because
2: Mm -hmm. I have seen that man time and time again, you know, again, I could come at a parent trying to defend my position as an athletic trainer, first of all, explaining to them what what I am and, you know, coming at them sort of like, you know, I deserve, you know, with, with sort of an attitude of like, I deserve to be respected. I'm a healthcare practitioner. Da, 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 da. They have no idea. And they're not even, you know, or I can, I can, again, about compassion, show them that I care about their kid and about them. And now they're listening to me and you know what, they're always going to remember that it, mm-hmm. they could care less if like, you know, if I come at them with all my diplomas and all the letters after my name, like that means nothing. Right. I mean, it really doesn't. And uh, to me, those letters after my name are really for in for the other professionals right. that yeah, sort right. of we speak the same language. So we know, oh, cool. He's, you know, Oh, he's CSCS. Oh, you know, oh, corrective exercise. She did that, you know, but that's it. It's not really for for them. Right. right. And so uh, I, I really have seen that that has been a, made a huge difference. You know, it, people will remember how you make them feel and um, it, it truly, it truly has kind of changed the game for me. Um, and I, 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 you know, I don't really worry about, you know, people calling me trainer and I keep going back to that because it's just such a funny thing to me now. Um, right. and I mean you know as well you went through athletic training school and, I mean you know, it, it
1: is a big push I understand I, I understand,
2: understand and, and you know and that's a whole nother topic but again uh, people other athletic trainers are here this would probably be like oh my god she's the worst she's hurting, I believe you, hurting yeah. the profession and uh, <laughs> like honestly like does it matter like does having the word athletic before it really make a difference because right. in in Europe people refer to me Um, when I told them, you know, physio, I'm with this team, I'm the physio. Oh, they understood, you know, in other parts of the country, there's different things in Canada, it's athletic therapist and whatever, you know, at the end of the day, again, I could get caught up in that jargon or I could make sure that people that I work with, the athletes, the parents, uh, whoever the teams, the coaches associate me and my work with, you know, with excellence, with care, with compassion, they know that they know what they're getting when I'm when I'm on their side, on their sideline. You know, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't
1: agree more. Again, I'm one of those that <laughs> also feel a little. Uh, I don't want to say butthurt, uh, so- but a little. I, I cringe a little bit when someone says trainer, right? Or do mm-hmm. you do personal training? Which well, is not again to me what I do. Strength conditioning, it's part of it. So I don't take anything above but some athlete trainers right that really like the medical side of it and like no 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 i don't do personal training Or well, yeah. i'm not a trainer i'm an athlete again i understand it i see where it's going but i think at the grand scheme of things when you're providing the care that you're supposed to you're providing the experience uh let's say the high school the athletes the parents are not only understand what's going on they're educated and they um basically believe or or, or, or become your they're part of your team now, right? Mm-hmm. Your healthcare team. Right. So that's at the end of the day, that's our goal. And which is actually leading to my next thing you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, people will always remember how you make them feel. And obviously you were, you were talking about the parents, but it's also the athletes, mm-hmm. and coaches, etc. anybody that you impact. But as far as the parents, you mentioned something really powerful. You said, um, you can go in there and like talk about your degrees and certifications, but you went, you, you kind of went to their level. And explained and explain to him what might be going on with their child and how they can help now now you just created another assistant in this, and you just created a big fan mm-hmm. a, a person that's gonna now rave about everything that she or he learned mm-hmm. about their about their athlete that you helped them to realize and now they can share with the rest of the parents absolutely a lot, a lot of the other parents that were already skeptical or didn't really care or didn't or know their phone whatever it was yeah. or didn't know. Now they have this one parent that becomes basically the annoying grandma. The annoying grandma is like, oh, eh, you need to drink this medicine. And be like, oh, uh, so-and-so is feeling this. So you got to go see Michelle. She can right. do, this,
0: do this.
1: So now. They become advocates. I, that's the word. For said, athletic advocates.
2: trainers without even knowing it. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Their kid might also now afterwards, they really got into soccer. So now they're playing on a club team. Within mm-hmm. the community, guess what? Now you know. Now that mom is with his son, with her son, you know, at a club team and a club game at practice, something happened, or maybe nothing major, but they're just you know they're talking to the coach and the people, the program directors over there, and they're like, "Hey, well, don't you have someone here that takes care of the athlete?" You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what happens, and by the way, that's what has been happening. I've seen it firsthand, and so you know, and so it, it's almost like reverse engineering that. You know, mm-hmm. like, come show up with value first with compassion, and now they're interested. And so now they become advocates, like undoubtedly for the profession, you know, but I didn't come in gun ho like, oh my, you know, hey, the, you know, everyone needs an athletic trainer. Oh my God, when are they you know, I went in the other way because now they're like, man, they, they're going to never forget that they felt really, really good about the way I treated them the way I explained everything, the way I treated, you know, their kid when they got hurt. And now they are advocating for that because they see the value in it. And now mm-hmm. they are, you know, getting, putting you in touch and say, Hey, well, there's you know, Hey, are you available? Do you do other stuff? Like, do you, you know, it, and that's, what's happened. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate to cover, man, <laughs> so many sporting events. Uh, when I first got here, that's what I did. I mean, I was in grad school. In that grad school grind, and mm-hmm. I mean, I did everything from pee football to judo, karate, water polo, like lacrosse. Like I went all over Florida, um, covering all this and and interacting and seeing the recurring themes over and over again. You know, people didn't really know that athletic trainers existed. Absolutely. I mean, and then again, certainly not at that level. I mean, at, at travel te- you know, at a club, local club team, like that's not even thought of. Yeah. And so, now I realize. Well, this is how we change the game, you know. Uh, what,
1: would you, what would you say the? Excuse me, what would you say the the parents' role is in the athlete's care and sports life? What would you say their primary role or whatever? Or what you have seen as far as and, how the how the role of parents, mm-hmm. uh, whether good or bad. However, you wanna yeah. maybe both. Be awesome. <laughs> yeah. We hear all the good things, or sometimes we hear all the bad things. Um, I think. So, yeah, what's the parent's role in this, in this athlete's care when it comes uh, for you as a rehab uh, professional and a medical provider? And uh, uh, like we mentioned, this, all this care that you're providing to the, to the athlete. And then also, what type of role do they provide in their sports life, whether in high school and travel teams uh, and everything else?
2: Uh, I would say that I, I refer to the sports parents, right? Rather, they are at the front lines. OK, so they make it happen. Uh, especially the sport sports moms that are, I mean, they are in it. And so their, their kid has decided to play lacrosse or play soccer or, or, or baseball or whatever sport. And they're committing not just, and this is outside of their school team, okay? Mm-hmm. They're playing this year round. I mean, they are traveling all over the country. They're spending weekends away. Their vacations are now essentially sportcations, which is a thing among them which is really funny uh and th- that that is what they do um and so for the entire uh for the entire career let's say they're pursuing going to college to play for their entire career you know from from their you know middle school to teenage years every weekend every waking moment they are they are gung they are in it and so they are yeah. definitely at the front lines those Those moms, those team moms, man, they are like a powerhouse, okay, out there on the field. They're the ones that are packing stuff in a tote bag that they bring to the games that has first aid supplies. They are the ones that, you know, little Timmy fell down and he's on the sideline. He's okay, but they're the ones going to get icy hot or like ice, you know, have, they've got some kind of band-aids. They've got something, some spray because they saw it on TV, you know, they went online and someone said, you know, they're the ones that have that. And so, you know, I, again, and with, and and my intent with athlete remedy, the reason why I want to talk to them is because the way I see it, we are allies, right? And Mm -hmm. instead of me going the route of advocating, we need more you know, these clubs and these people need more awareness and they need more budgeting. They need to hire athletic trainers. They need to have them on site. I can in turn become an ally with these parents, with these sports moms, the team moms, team dads that also coach their son or their daughter, you know, in whatever rec league or whatever it is, because they are there every single, every single game, every practice. So what if I empower them and just show them, educate them on some things that they can do themselves. That would be huge. And then it will only add to my credibility um, as Michelle and locally and as an Mm -hmm. athletic trainer. Right. And so Mm -hmm. then maybe that will develop into them saying, you know what, we have a tournament coming up. Let's make sure we have someone here. You know, I mean, to me, that is huge. So I see parents role as they are at the front lines period. They will, they care about their uh, their kids' health their well-being you know they are invested fully in it you know as much as the kids are they're the ones driving them back and forth they're the ones investing financially a lot of dollars you know for their training for their development and if I can become part of the equation by you know giving them information that steers them in the right direction when it comes to their their care then, I think that is that's the way to go. At least that's the route I've decided to go. So many times I'll get parents here that maybe somebody you know tweaks an ankle, and I go through the hoshray. I explain what's happening, and I say, "Listen, you do not need to go run to the ER right now. You know, unless unless you see these 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 three or four things happen in the next few hours, you don't. Mm-hmm. We can wait overnight. Here's my number. Text me." If you have questions before you head to the ER, please call or text me. Send me a photo so I can advise you because you know, chances are you're going to go to the, go there, wait 3 hours in the ER, they're going to x-ray you and then they're going to give you a cat, uh, a soft cast or a splint, give you crutches, charge you for all of that and not really give you an answer and tell you you need to go see a specialist, aka an orthopedic. But we're talking about a 14-year-old. So you know what? Now you need to see a pediatric orthopedist so they know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Now right. this kid is out for two weeks waiting for an appointment where, you know, we could have avoided this. You know, we could have kind of cut some time and I could have referred you directly to the doctor I have access to. You know what I'm saying? And right. so I kind—I usually paint that picture to them. So they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is way better. Um, Obviously, I am always I always err on the side of caution. I always give them mm-hmm. indicators, you know, if, these, if this happens and definitely go. But, you know, there's a lot of times where, like, it's so unnecessary. And so I, I tell them, I'm just trying to avoid, you know, save you time and money, if that's okay. So,
1: so you're saying with athlete, with athlete Remedy, I mean, you, you talked about the parents being the front line and you want to be basically their go-to tool, yes. whether education or resource or whatever it is. That's basically what Athlete Remedy is.
2: Yes, for right. the parents, yes, I want to be their resource. And, I, you know, I've spent this this past year, I've spent time in, you know, online and, and just networking inside these communities with parents, listening, providing value, seeing really what it is, you know, that they need. Because mm-hmm. I I could, again, I could go the approach and telling them and talking at them what I think they need. But you know what? I, I, again, they're, they're there. They have the front lines. And, and I know it because I've seen it firsthand Mm -hmm. you know I've covered so many games and events outside of my full-time position at the school where I I, you know I've seen it and so I know that if I can be their resource then it's a step in the right direction for for their kids and in general for, for the profession I think and for the outlook for for youth sports in general
1: I mean, again, you don't see that as often now as it starts to become more of a thing. You start to see more coverage. You start to see um, more resources being in place for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So stuff that you're doing now with athletes, first of all, stuff that you're doing in the high school. Thank you. For you do, thanks. That's first and foremost. Second of all, the the amount of effort that you're providing because you, she doesn't necessarily have to do this, guys. By by the way, she <laughs> has a full time gig. She's been uh, out of school for ten years. That takes care of her. She takes care of them. Provides this amazing experience for her student athletes. But on the side, she provides these resources for parents that are looking to be able to when whenever necessary to provide care and first aid or food or nutritional advice or maybe just mentoring. Sometimes, hey, how can I get through my uh, my son or my aunt, uh, my daughter that's going through this or, you know, uh, whatever it is, some information about an injury or some information about how to deal with certain things. Those are some valuable stuff that she is providing on her page and we'll get her information now. Um, again, the athletic training profession does a lot more than just spray water into your mouth. right? And, and that's a big drive now that you're starting to see in athletic training. But again, I think your perspective of how you do things with uh, Athlete's Remedy and what you do uh, at the high school is by far one of the awesome things that i've seen again i'm not a favor when it comes to working in athletic training in a high school setting just because it's not my thing yeah but it's something that we need yeah like there's there's always going to be sports and there needs to be that person that is the mediator and the medium between injury and performance and then also to that mental health which obviously again like we mentioned is a big aspect to what you provide definitely um, Again, we said from the beginning. From PR, studied at University of Connecticut, uh, did her master's of athletic training of athletic training at FIU, uh, works at Miami Country Day. She's been there for eleven years. Six or sorry, K to twelve. You said it was right. Yeah. K- K-12, she has about 500 athletes that she has to take care of, not only provide administrative support to the actual entity, um, be a medical provider, a meteorologist, like I mentioned, (laughs) a weatherman, right, understand weather conditions and temperature to make sure that the kids are safe, uh, provide this emergency care that is also important because, again, when things hit the fan, she has to be there, and make sure that things are in place so that everybody's taken care of, education for not only coaches and athletes, but like she mentioned, Athlete's Remedy, uh, uh, basically a source that she has provided through social media and through outlets such as Facebook and other means that, again, we'll talk about now. And a big thing that we talked about, too, is the psychological support of when it comes to student athletes, especially youth athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to communicate with them, being able to, and a big umbrella is communicate, but under that is being able to relate be able to listen, be able to educate when you're given the opportunity and then being able to show compassion. Because again, man, we know that they can be annoying and little brats, but we were there at one point too, right? To understand that, you know, there's hormones flying out the window, there's things going through, there's sports, there's stress, there's pressure. So trying to be The instead of being that another poke, right, the other person trying to push a button, try to be that person that's trying to listen, trying to make the change and trying to educate. Yeah. Because like we mentioned, once you educate, once you make somebody feel um, a certain type of way that they're being listened, that they're being educated, they care that the person in front of them actually cares. That's when you're making that impact. Um, And the next one we talked about was the parents role in the athlete's care and their sport life. Michelle had a perfect analogy. Right there, they are the front line. And again, I can 100% attest to this. My dad, when we were going through, so I played baseball since I was four all the way through college. I mean, he would pack up this giant cooler, put ice, all this stuff. You know, <laughs> make sure that we were on the field. We were on the field for you know six to seven hours, uh, three days straight. We would drive six hours, drive ten hours, come back to work. You know, it was definitely parents are providing this opportunity, right? Which Again, not everybody has a mean to, but those that really provide that effort, thank you. We understand what you know what it is that it takes to be able to provide that type of support, for to be able to be seen, to get that exposure for those athletes, for those that actually go into the next level. But even those that don't go to the next level, they're given this opportunity to show, to grow, to develop, um, which let me tell you, it means a lot. I, I know a lot of buddies and a lot of people that I've played with and I've played alongside, even though they didn't make it, those memories, those opportunities to grow as a, as a as a human being, right? When you're in those perform, you're you're in those tournaments, you're in those, uh, even in the hotels where you're having fun with your with your team, you know, uh, and and being able to travel. So parents, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're doing a great job. And again, it's it's people like Michelle that give these resources that allows makes your job a little easier, right? Whether it's first stage stuff. Uh, whether it's nutritional advice, I mean, again, men, Michelle mentioned you guys are the powerhouse when it comes to these athletes, right the 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 man behind the scene or the man woman, I guess I say mm-hmm. uh, cause sports dads sports moms, I mean, you guys are are really the powerhouse when it comes to this. Um, and then athletes remedy. like I said, Michelle Cordero is doing an awesome job on 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 Instagram. she will provide a little more information. I want to ruin that. Um, but she's giving resources. That again, that I haven't seen being put in any other way or targeting parents like how it should be, uh, right? Because you have a lot of information going all different ways, health and fitness and this and that, but this is valuable information for you as parents, right? Of athletes that are trying to not only develop, but are also trying to perform at a high level, um, which I think is important. Yeah. Michelle, how, how can they reach you?
2: Cool. So the best way is probably um, on Instagram at uh, athlete remedy. I actually, a lot of my, a lot of my athletes or former athletes, uh, reach out through there. Usually I get DMS or, Hey, this happened, you know, what should I do? Or I'm at a tournament and, you know, should I heat Mm -hmm. my leg or ice it or whatever? And, and as I'm providing like answers to those questions specifically, again, it's a teaching moment, education moment, and they understand, they start to understand how to take care of their bodies. Um, and then, um, so on Instagram, that's usually who I talk to, um, on Facebook is, uh, the parents, um, same athlete remedy. I actually have a a private community there for, for parents and I've been doing live Q and A's and just kind of, you know, providing answers to questions that you have. We recently did one on concussions and, um, you can imagine, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. the kind of questions that, that were had there. And so, uh, you know, Again, my goal is to be able to, like I said, I I, I want to talk about all these topics in a way that's easy to understand. I don't want to, you know. It's funny because with social media, I before I sort of realized the direction fully that I wanted to go, I you know I started to look at other professionals within the full scope of you know of of fitness or or sports medicine, and mm-hmm. you know to look up to some of these other practitioners, I'm like, wow, okay. They're, they're kind of doing it this way. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I should model that. And I quickly realized that, you know what? It's just not me. Like, it's not my Mm -hmm. style. Like I really needed to showcase like who I am. Uh, You know, there's a reason why I can, I'm able to get through to my athletes where I work and it works, you know, the way I am, my goofy self, whatever. I I recently posted something on there where I was singing um and while i was doing ankle therapy on somebody that was great by the way. they caught it on camera it was great you know and that's how i am and so but again because i am that way and it's fun it's a fun environment it's not there's nothing uptight about it everybody's at ease and they're comfortable and so they're comfortable coming in to see me and telling me about what hurts because you can imagine also the pressures of being an athlete and in high school, and you're trying to trying to impress your coach, et cetera. You, nobody wants to be seen as not tough, you know, right. with the coach. And so, I try to make sure I get them to come and see me before you know something blows up, right? I'm like, you know what, you're sore, like come and and come use the heating pad. Come do this. Here's a foam roller. Let me introduce you to this. These are things you should be doing constantly. And same with the parents. And on the other side, you know, I talk to them about. Hey, you know, your kid is 13, 14, and he's hit a couple of growth spurts. His knees hurt, and he plays basketball 24-7. Let me please tell you, alert you, that these are the things you should be doing. You know, don't mm-hmm. wait for this to develop into an ostrich slaughter or into its chronic tendinitis, you know, mm-hmm. or into an avulsion fracture or into a quote-unquote bad knee. Like, that's yeah. not, you know, like, no, that there's ways – to To remedy that and to get ahead of it, and so uh, I, I, you know, I'm having a lot more fun with it now. I think because I'm I'm just being myself totally. I'm not really thinking about oh, what should I, you know, what should I post? It's just like, hey, this happened. Hey, let me tell you this, and at the same time, I'm showing you things that you can you know remember uh, that will actually help you. <laughs>
1: You're doing, you're doing awesome, like I said. Thanks. Again, valuable information for not only parents, but athletes alike. Um, so you have her social media, Athlete Remedy, yep. Facebook as well, Athlete Remedy. Um, she shows Facebook Live stuff. She, again, the discussions that, stuff that you need to know as parents, stuff that you need to know as athletes um, to be able to perform and to make sure that you're taken care of. Um we mentioned, do you have any products or any courses or any resources uh, for these parents that you are working on or currently working on or want to work on?
2: I, yeah, I am working on some things. I, it's funny, I've been, i I wanted to approach this in a way, again, that was genuine and I wanted to listen first mm-hmm. before I went ahead and created something or had something for sale and be like, hey, buy this, buy this, you know, right. eventually uh, that's the direction where I'm headed. Um, I, it's still taking form because I am taking time to listen and really see what, you know, what is going to help both the athletes and, uh, you know, the parents as well. So, um, yeah, that will be, that will be coming soon for sure. Okay.
1: Um, any, uh, book rec- recommendations either for parents or for athletes or for clinicians?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. I recently have been, Digging into a book by Dr. Tommy John, Jr. And of the famous doctor that first did the Tommy John surgery. Okay. And it's called, I have it here. Let me make sure I get the the correct title. Uh, Minimize Injury, Maximize Performance, A Sports Parent Survival Guide. And so this is a great resource because it's about looking at the body holistically. Um, specifically like for specifically for sports parents. Obviously, there's a huge uptrend of specializing in sports early and, you know, that has its drawbacks, you know, really won't get into that. But he talks about – it's really a, a great resource because it has a ton of information uh, all the way from injury prevention, about training, developmentally, nutrition. But it's actually very practical because – He talks about in there how to kind of recognize, be able to assess your son or daughter if you're a parent and be able to pick up on things that, you know what, instead of having him go hard and like get a a, a personal trainer that's going to be training him for football, you know, and doing these drills over and over and over again, he puts it in a way where you're able to assess and look and be like, you know what, he needs to work on this because developmentally he's still – at this stage, regardless of his age, by the way, because we have early and late bloomers, right? Mm-hmm. That's very important. And it's it's really a cool resource to be able to kind of add another layer to that, that you can kind of customize towards, you know, your kid. Um, so this is something that I am um, diving into because it, it really relates to kind of where I want to, you know, my philosophy um, and where I'm headed. I actually would love to create something kind of on the, you know, Mm -hmm. basis of that where it's something that, you know, as a parent, they can kind of, you know, incorporate this into their kid who is already training for their sport. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, as a, as a young athlete, who is training day in, day out, you know, doing travel ball, et cetera, how can they incorporate, you know, these certain movements to, you know, self-assess. And incorporate things into their warm up and into their post game and recovery, things like that, like specifically that'd so,
1: be awesome, so it was Tommy John jr. minimize injury maximize performance yes.
2: right yep,
1: perfect. I'll make sure uh to not only put uh, Michelle's information at the bottom of this podcast but also um the information about the book, yeah, all right, last thing I do, two things, last one's going to be speed round, so I ask you uh, three questions you have. 0.5 seconds. No, that's 0.3 seconds for okay. you to answer it. It's going to be at the top of the dome, whatever you got. Okay. Um, and then I give special thanks, and then we'll call it a day. Sounds Does that good. work? Sounds good. All right. Question number one, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little drum roll. <laughs> Favorite superhero? Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay, Wonder Woman. Number one thing you are scared of?
2: <laughs> number one thing I'm scared of is having to run onto the field or court when someone's injured and falling.
1: Wow. <laughs> Listen, that's a big one. And that, that's that's a lot of pressure. You got to run out. Yes. To the top I together. joke about it
2: all the time. Yeah. I'm like, that is my number one fear that someone goes down and I like sprint out there. And on my way there, I just eat it. Like, wh- like that would be.
1: They yeah. it. it.
2: Yeah. Feet just like the air, faces
1: in the ground. Yep. You just little back arch. Yeah. Are-
2: Imagine. Okay.
1: Has this Has this happened?
2: No, it has not.
1: <laughs> okay, we're going we're, I'm knocking on every single of in Me I'm too. Oh, yeah, pitch,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, to make sure everywhere, knocking. Um, last question. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Very important question. Okay. The listeners are are very. They're at their at the edge of their, of their seat.
2: seat. Okay. Okay.
1: For those of you driving, hold on to the <laughs> if you're Work on homework. Homework really squeeze onto that pencil or pen. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you're running, make sure you have a good pace because it's it's about to blow your oh, mind. Oh snap! You ready for this? Yeah. Legos or
2: puzzles?
1: Legos. Wow. You did not even hesitate. Not
2: even a flinch. A thousand percent
1: Legos okay. all the way. Are you, are, you, are you a Lego professional?
2: Ooh, I don't know. But I, I, I mean, okay. I've definitely got some Lego experience. So, okay. yeah. So if,
1: if, if it comes down to the wire and I needed somebody to really help me out with Legos, I should
2: contact you. Yeah, you can call me up. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Totally Legos over puzzles. A thousand okay. percent. I wouldn't even um, look at a puzzle.
1: <laughs> um, well, Michelle, I can't thank you enough for for taking the time uh, to just talk about what you do, what high school athletic trainers uh, provide, the experience that they provide, all the resources that you're providing with Athlete Remedy. Um, Yeah, just thank you for giving uh, the time today, just you know, for people to listen to your story and to and to listen what you have to say. So I really appreciate that.
2: Thank you so much. I'm like super excited and humbled to have been here and 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 share a little bit of what I do, and and hopefully you know other athletic trainers that listen to this can see that you know what you can you can make it work. Uh, You can you can be an amazing athletic trainer and not have to necessarily conform, you know, to everything. Mm-hmm. You can, you can really make it your own, hone your skills, still be an incredible professional and really like have a lasting impact, which to me is, is all that mattered. Legacy is very important. So, um, like I said, happy to, to talk to anybody, uh, feel free to reach out and thank you so much, Andy, for the opportunity to come on. Of course.
1: And then I also want to thank those that are listening again like i mentioned those of you that are currently running right now are on your second mile or first mile are during currently doing your homework that you probably don't want to do actually you probably don't have any homework because it's technically summer right now yeah um you know if if you're just on the drive to work right or coming home from work um or maybe you are at work thank you for giving us the time to speak to give you some knowledge, some value, some experience, some um, some storytelling, right? Some resources. So again, because without ears, right, anything that we have to say goes unheard. It just kind of goes into this universe. But uh, thankfully, we have you guys, the listeners, that give us the time of day to be able to listen uh, to what we have to say and, and give us the, the, the platform to speak. So thank you very much Absolutely. Um, to our to our clients, to our athletes, uh, to our patients. Thank you very much for for cherishing and valuing valuing what we provide and the experiences that we work so hard to provide. Um, again, we do this not because we're getting paid very well. Uh, we don't do this because we have to. We do this because we want to and because we love and we have a passion for what we do. So, and and that goes for any discipline, right? And I, I really appreciate. Um, for those of you that allow us to do what we do, again, I wouldn't want to do anything else in the world, but what I'm doing here at MyRenew, and I'm sure Michelle can Absolutely. say the same for, uh, as a high school athlete trainer and as uh, providing these re- resources she's doing with Athlete Remedy. So, and again, if we don't have uh, people that value us, right, um, then it really goes unsaid, right? Does, we can't show worth. Uh, but again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to do what we do. This is Connect and Move Radio. This is Andy Fortuna, signing out. Hey there, Andy Fortuna here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. It would mean the world to me if you took the time right now to leave a review for this podcast. I love the opportunity to connect and share information with you and would love the opportunity to do the same with passionate people just like you. So please take the time to leave a five-star review and help bring value to more people. See you on the next episode. Hold up.